Hey everybody, welcome back to the Bible Study Bros. We're going to be reading Matthew chapter 9, verses four, starting at verses 14. The last episode we talked about the calling of Matthew and Jesus forgives the, and heals a paralyzed man. And we kind of uh, connected that to just paying it forward. Um, but in this one, we're going to be talking about fasting, I guess, according to this title. And, uh, we're going to start with a prayer. Abdul's going to be leading us today. What's up, guys? Uh, yeah. So let's just pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, we thank you for allowing us to gather here today and read your word. We ask that your will be done to us and that you will allow us to fully absorb what you're trying to portray to us in your book today. Um, just want to thank you for that awesome meal that we just had uh, and that you will continue to feed us not only our physical body but also our spiritual uh, we thank you for everything that you've given us so far and everything that you have planned for us in the future. And we pray that everyone who walks through these doors or listens to this podcast will hear your message as well. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Every time we pray, do you guys feel like, feel a way? I feel like. It just, I feel like everything just gets locked in, you know? Uh, I don't know. I feel like the room just gets filled with, like, uh, like I don't know. I feel like a beating in my heart every time we, like, pray and stuff like that. I feel like it's, like, strapping in a seatbelt for a roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. The putting Actually. the guards on. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right, guys, let's go. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> the mood, like everything changes, you know, during that time. It's pretty cool. I mean, he's always around us, but when you identify it, yeah, it like comes to life. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You yeah. invite anything to happen, and I think that's that's what we discovered when we went over through like how to pray. Yeah. It was like, just let his will be done. Mm-hmm. What's that one verse about like, when two or three are gathered? In his name. In his name. He's there, with you. There he will be also, or something like that. Wow. We are three. <laughs> no more guests. <laughs> oh. Let's get um, Josh to read. Yeah. Jesus questioned about fasting. This is verse 14, Matthew 9. Then John's disciples came and asked him, How is it that we and the Pharisees fast often, but your disciples do not fast? Wait, then John's disciples? Like John the Baptist? Oh, came to Jesus. Okay. Jesus answered, How can the guests 
of the bridegroom mourn while he is with them. The time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them. Then they will fast. No one sews a patch of unshrunk cloth on an old garment, for the patch will pull away from the garment, making the tear worse. Neither do people pour new wine into old wineskins. If they do, the skins will burst, the wine will run out, and the wineskins will be ruined. No, they pour new wine into new wineskins, and both are preserved. Hmm, what the... It's like ruining something good, something new and good, with something old <laughs> and used. I don't know. But that What's has the to imagery do with of this bridegroom? Yeah, that's what I don't understand. How can the guests of the bridegroom mourn while he is with them? The bridegroom? What is, is bridegroom? Bride? Hey Google, what's a bridegroom? According to Wikipedia, a bridegroom is a man who will soon be or has recently been married. A bridegroom is typically attended by a best man and groomsman. Yeah, it's just a guy that's gonna be married. Oh, it's the guy. The time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them. Then they will fast. So it's like the 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 man leaving his family to be with his wife. Yeah. I think what he's trying to say is that maybe he's all he's even like foreshadowing that like there will come a time where he will disappear and then his disciples will then have to fast. Right. Mm-hmm. But how does that relate to what the original question is? How is that we and the Pharisees fast often? Maybe the new covenant is like... Maybe they're fasting for like just tradition and stuff and the new covenant doesn't work like that anymore (laughs) I don't know no one sews a patch of unshrunk cloth on an old garment for the patch will pull away from the garment making the tear worse it's like if they if you put a cloth uh if you have a garment with a hole on it and it's old and it already shrunken and used, then you put a new fresh cloth on it and then it's you wash it and it shrinks, <laughs> then it will like tear even worse. I didn't okay. know that's how it works. <laughs> I didn't know their clothes really shrink like that. Is he trying to say that his disciples have already um, have kind of gotten to a point where they don't have to fast to show that they're a follower and that they've already sacrificed what was needed to be sacrificed hmm and if they were to fast again, then it could lead into 
Into something worse? I don't know. See, this is like... We need a pastor here. <laughs> yeah. I think there's a lot to do with like just the Jewish tradition. I think um, we would have to do like a Jewish like study on like what it means to like like what were the traditions like with like a bridegroom mm-hmm. and like why are they mourning? I feel like the cloth the garment one is the most easy for me to visualize yeah but I still don't even know how that's connected to what you said because I'm imagining just they are the old disciples the old teachers of the law and then Jesus' new disciples are here so I was thinking that they represent the new patch and then they represent the old garment Or, I don't know. But I don't know how. Pour new wineskins into old wineskins. I think that one also kind of makes sense, too. Yeah. That's like their, what we would use for a bottle, right? Like the container to hold the wine. Maybe, yeah, I think Jesus is just, uh, he's really changing tradition. You know, mm-hmm. you're changing the way people are seeing um, the relationship that we have with God. Um, Jesus being like the the savior and pretty much the fulfillment of all the prophecies. Like after after Jesus, everything kind of changes, right? Mm-hmm. So he's kind of saying that he is like the new way, mm-hmm. and yeah. That's what I I think too. It's just like their way of do following their traditions is old. Mm-hmm. Jesus is not gonna put his new wine into their old wine skin. habits, right? Because right. it's just gonna ruin it. He's like making things new. Yeah. Hmm. I like that. I like it. Should like he is that patch of unshrunk cloth. Mm-hmm. And their old ways are the old garment. Like, so why would he attach himself attach to himself that? to their traditions when it would just make it worse? Yeah, uh-huh. it that's very relatable with like um, change. Yeah, just change in society. Mm. If you want to keep it uh, the same way, but you know, times are changing. And uh-huh. If you were to mix both old and new traditions and it just cause a lot of conflict right mm-hmm. it's best to just keep them separate yeah interesting interesting answer interesting. to that question yeah <laughs> they're probably like wait what <laughs> <laughs> just, we're not talking about clothes <laughs> or wine what's talking about <laughs> I feel like Matthew is different from John like John was like the metaphors were easier to understand, I feel. I don't remember ever being stumped like this. I don't know. Maybe there's the exact same verse like in John that I just forgot. Maybe find the answer Yeah, down the road. Mm-hmm. Let's keep reading. Felix can read. 
Jesus raises a dead girl and heals a sick woman. Verse 18. While, we, while he was saying this, a synagogue leader came and knelt before him and said, My daughter has just died, but come and put your hand on her and she will live. Jesus got up and went with him, and so did his disciples. Just when a woman who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak, she heard, said to herself, If I only touch his cloak, I will be healed. Jesus turned and saw her. Take heart, daughter, he said. Your faith has healed you. And the woman was healed at that moment. When Jesus entered the synagogue leader's house and saw the noisy crowd and people playing pipes, he said, Go away. <clears throat> the girl is not dead, but asleep. But they laughed at him. After the crowd had been put outside, he went in and took the girl by the hand, and she got up. News of this spread through all of the re all of that region, all that region. He's like going on a freaking marathon. He's like just healing everyone. Uh huh. Yeah. He's healing. He's just like everyone. Really proving in the physical realm that he is God. But it's not him who's healing them. It's people's faith that he can heal them that's healing them. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. the woman said to herself, like, if I just touch his cloth, like, I'll be healed. Mm -hmm. And then he turns around and he's like, don't worry. Your faith has already healed you. It's like, yeah. that's so crazy. And yeah. that even the father, he, like, believed that Jesus could bring her out from the dead it shows the power of faith because like people have serious struggles believing in something that they can't see or feel or touch and hear mm -hmm. or taste but like back then it was different because they could actually see him physically mm -hmm. but our faith has to be I think a little bit more stronger now because we don't actually like see him. Yeah. Yeah. We don't see the evidence like that he's doing all these things. We've just heard stories about it. Mm -hmm. I think that's why faith is such a hard thing to come by nowadays. Yeah. Especially faith in Christ. But I feel like it's really humbling. Yeah. A lot of people don't want to humble themselves to that like idea that they have to believe in something that they can't see. Mm -hmm. They like, but that's why they're so troubled. Mm -hmm. If they only like had the faith to believe that he is the chosen one, mm -hmm. then like it's just like yeah, everything else is healed. I feel like the proof is just like the the peace that it brings into people's lives, into your own life. Like, if they really needed proof, then... But it's just the fact of just, like, trying... Them wanting to try it is, like, too degrading for them. Mm-hmm. Or, I don't know, there's a lot of reasons why people um, don't want to, like, get into spirituality and all that stuff. Because, mm -hmm. yeah. I don't know. But I remember... I think we... This story was in John also, but... I thought one of the disciples got angry with the woman. For touching him? Yeah, for touching him. Oh yeah, there was something like that. And then um, Jesus is like, 
calm down. Like, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> she has a lot of faith. And she's healed now. Interesting. But, yeah. She just had to touch his cloak. Yeah. I don't think she even had to. Yeah. If I just breathe in the air he's breathing. <laughs> if I just look at him. Because there's, there's power in, like, her consciousness. Like, knowing, like... If I just do this little thing towards him, then I'm healed. Like, mm-hmm. if only we were able to experience that same. I guess we still have the choice to experience that. Mm-hmm. Like, if I can only just feel the power of Jesus once, and I'll believe. Or, not that I'll believe, but I'll be healed. Yeah. But a lot of it too is just having like that uh, that trust in God's will too, right? Mm-hmm. You have to be able to balance that as well. We have faith in God's will, right? But yeah, just because I'm sick one day, like, and I want to get healed instantly, like. I can't really put it on him to like heal heal me like right away. Mm-hmm. The healing is deeper than physical. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Let's keep reading though. Yeah. I feel like this is a pretty straightforward one. Paragraph. Yeah. They they laughed at him though. They laughed at him. They're playing trumpets, and he's like, "Go away! This girl's not dead, but asleep." And they're like, "Uh, what?" And they start laughing. You crazy Jesus! And then they all realize, like, "Oh snap!" And then news of this spread throughout all that region. He's the talk of the town now. Alright, so Jesus heals the blind and mute. Verse 27. As Jesus went on from there, two blind men followed him, calling out, Have mercy on us, son of David. When he had gone indoors, the blind men came to him and he asked them, Do you believe that I am able to do this? Yes, Lord, they replied. Then he touched their eyes and said, According to your faith, will it be done to you? Oh. Mine says, according to your faith, will it be done to you? Oh, as a question? No, it's not a question. According to your faith, will it be done to you? Oh. And their sight was restored. Jesus warned them sternly. See that no one knows about this. But they went out and spread the news about him oh all God. over the region. <laughs> While they were going out, a man who was demon-possessed and could not walk was brought to Jesus. Is that walk? Walk or talk? Oh, talk. And, yeah, so while they were going out, a man who was demon-possessed and could not talk was brought to Jesus. 
And when the demon was driven out, the man who had been mute spoke. The crowd was amazed and said, Nothing like this has ever been seen in Israel. But the Pharisees said, It is by the prince of demons that he drives out demons. Wow. Debbie Downer. <laughs> How does that even make sense? Like, it's only because he's evil that he's able to drive out evil demons. The like, guy was mute and now he can speak. Like, how is that evil? Yeah. I'm interested to see what happened to those freaking blind men who he clearly said sternly and he warned them. He said, See that no one knows about this. But they went out and spread the news about him all over the region. <laughs> it's like, I just like imagine because it's just like that sentence and then the next sentence. It's like, wow. Yeah. But it's probably deeper than that. So much more. To it might story. not even be in the Bible if they didn't say it. See, like, that. that's a tough thing for me to wrap around because if you experience god working you want to glorify him right and show like people like he's real like guys yeah this is this is it this is the guy but he tells them like don't tell anyone yeah because he wants to keep it personal i think doing it nowadays is fine unless you really feel it on your heart not to like jesus didn't say that to everybody. Yeah, he didn't. Yeah. He does want us to go around preaching, like, the good news, right? Yeah. That's how it ends, right? When he, like, dies, comes back to life, he tells his disciples to spread this news. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at the same time, like, there's a reason why he didn't want anyone to know about this. Yeah. There's certain things that yeah, he doesn't want people to let out. Like, Maybe he was. He felt like he still needed to help a lot of people, and he knew like getting this much attention would just um, pull in the process faster. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like he was prepared for anything though. Maybe he was testing their faith. Yeah, they're they're gossiping tongues. <laughs> it's crazy. We just don't know about these guys after. Mm-hmm. What if they went blind again? It would be hard to hide that. Like, if you can see all of a sudden. Yeah, you go home to your wife or to your family. You just like, try to hide like, like nothing. It's <laughs> different. <laughs> continue like, acting blind. Or like, what if they like ask you? Show we're watching. <gasps> I mean, I mean <laughs> we don't know what show. We don't know what show we're watching. But it's a good show. But we don't want to spoil it. <laughs> so yeah, like, show up. if you're blind, now you can see how you're not going to show people. Or how you're not going to tell people. Yeah. See that no one knows about this. <laughs> what? See? Play on words. <laughs> so they're just going to pretend like they're blind. Oh, or maybe just, maybe not. no one knows that he did it. They could see people like stealing yeah. their cattle. It's like, I can't, I can't see. 
<laughs> I remember there was a story where the um, the blind man was healed, and then um, Jesus like, "Don't tell anyone." And then he ended up I'm telling the Pharisees, yeah. and the Pharisees were like trying to find Jesus after that. They're like, "What? What's happening?" Might be a different guy. Might be the same guys. Mm-hmm. I think it was just one person. Yeah, the one that I read. I don't know, but that's probably the reason why he doesn't want them to. To be spreading it because drama happened. Drama with the Pharisees? Yeah. They get jealous. They're like, yo, this guy has too much power. Let's somehow take that away from him and make him look evil. Yeah, you can already see that the Pharisees are getting jelly. Yeah. I think that just like proves that like if you're if you have jealousy in your heart, you can turn any situation into a bad one. You can yeah. make any. You can find any negative in, in such a good situation. Yeah, and that a lot of people are like that. They're like mm-hmm. if they decide in their heart that they hate this person, everything they do is gonna be wrong. Yeah, and you see that everywhere on social media. People trying really hard to find reasons to hate. Can we read the last one before? Okay. The workers are few. Jesus, verse 35, Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Hmm. There's tons of people to be helped, but not enough people to help them. Huh. Right? What does he mean by workers? Like, those are like the disciples. Disciples. He's like making it look like like the reward is helping these people. And then we have the opportunity to help all these people. And it's like a reward for us, like the harvest. But there's just not enough workers. There's not that many workers for the amount of harvest we could be receiving. Hmm. That's nice. The harvest is like, yeah, the reward. There's a lot to gain. Or maybe it's like bringing people to Jesus, the harvest. Yeah. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Lord of the harvest. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. So, I think about, like, people that just try to, like, do more than they should. Or, Mm. maybe sometimes you just gotta let, ask God to send people. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking more like there's so much 
to harvest. Like there's so much good fruit that we could be receiving, but like people aren't aware of it and they choose not to work for it. And then they're like missing out. And then the people who we actually need them to get a bigger harvest, but they, he's like putting it in like a really positive light. Like this is something that you're going to want to do like the harvest. I don't know. I just like when I think of harvest, I think of an abundance of like food, but not like all this food and there's like not enough people to receive it. To collect it all. And the food is just the joy of bringing people this peace. Yeah, like what's the point of having a large field of things to harvest when you don't have enough people to pick it? Yeah. Yeah. Like the harvest just dies eventually. Yeah, it's like such a missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. So we just like, yeah, we need more people. That's what he, yeah, I think that's what it, the main message is. Mm-hmm. We need more people. Can't just do it working. all by yourself. I think it's foreshadowing to the point where he tells everyone to spread the good news, you know? Uh-huh. Like he's been saying this from the start. Which is crazy. A lot of things happening in this story. Yeah. He's healing people left and right. Everyone's like talking about him. People are starting to doubt him. Or Pharisees. Pharisees are starting to get jealous. They're like, this guy works for the devil. <laughs> they're like, wait a second. Uh, maybe uh, maybe he is the devil. <laughs> like They're all like, just yeah. trying the most. Trying to stir some drama. He's like changing tradition. Yeah. Changing religion. Creating a power shift. But he's doing it in such a powerful way. Like showing miracles and getting mm-hmm. a following. Mm-hmm. What should this title be for this podcast? Because we're just about over our time. Um... um. There's a couple different things that we talked about, like the paragraphs mm-hmm. weren't really all connected. Yeah, it has to do with faith. Faith. Or maybe there's like a verse we can just use. The harvest is plentiful. Are you harvesting the harvest? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, remember when we were doing Boston, we would like highlight a, a verse. Will you, like, have to highlight a verse? Um, There's, like, one verse that kind of summed it up. Mm. Your faith has healed you. There's a couple of different themes in this, um, the couple of paragraphs we read, though. Like, the the fasting one, to the, the Jesus raises a dead girl, to healing the blind and the mute, and then the workers are few. Hmm. What was the most provoking one for you guys? I feel like the fasting one was the most confusing for me. Confusing, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
maybe we will put it why did Jesus's disciples not fast <laughs> question mark we actually want to know <laughs> tell us <laughs> tell us it'd be good to get other people's input on that message though can they like, comment somewhere I think they can on Anchor, Anchor, but on Spotify and other things, I don't know if they can. Well, if you guys know the answer to that, please tell us. <laughs> oh. Um, but are we gonna? Where are we gonna make the title? I like the harvest is plentiful. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It sounds nice. Um. Are you guys working towards the harvest? Are you a worker? Are you a worker of of the harvest? Are you the harvest worker? Are you a harvest worker? Are you a hardest harvest worker? Are, <laughs> are you, you the, the hardest har- harvest worker? <laughs> are you right. the hardest we'll worker for the harvest? Yeah, we'll figure it out. Thirty three minutes. <laughs> oh my gosh! Thanks, guys, for listening. We really appreciate it if you stuck it out and listened to us sound like Baboons. really confused <laughs> Christians. Uh, no, we we really do appreciate you guys tuning in, tuning in though, and we hope to see you guys back here listening to this podcast <laughs> next week. As we dive deeper into Matthew. Peace and love to you. Have a great day. Peace out, guys. Have a great week. Peace out, everyone. Peace.